On January 8, 2021, Twitter made an unprecedented move when they permanently banned President Donald Trump from their social media platform. This sparked outrage across the United States as people debated whether or not censorship on social media is acceptable. Censorship of people, ideas, and movements have been around for as long as humanity has been able to express differing opinions. It has only increased in ferocity as technology has expanded the amount of ideas being expressed. One of the oldest forms of censorship is banning books. Books have been burned, banned, and even prohibited from being printed because of their content. Just by glancing at the American Library Association's list of banned and challenged books, at least 20 novels included in Big Work's English curriculum, including both middle and high school, have been challenged and or banned. Most of these books are both heavily influential in society and heavily controversial. The question society faces is this. Should controversial books be banned, or should they be used to teach people? But first, a little bit of background on what exactly constitutes book banning. According to Chris Calbert, a paralegal interviewed in the book banning documentary by Becca R., censorship can be defined as, quote, any instance where an authority uses its power to prohibit a person from freely expressing or accessing ideas or information, end quote. There are a lot of different levels of censorship, but that can happen, including personal, parental, scholarly, and governmental. The American government in particular cannot ban books, but plenty of books are brought up by concerned citizens. Getting a book banned in the United States can be simple can be as simple as raising a concern to a local librarian and that librarian deciding right then and there whether or not whether or not to remove it from the shelf. There are many reasons why a book might be banned. According to Natalie Rigoli, author of 16 Major Pros and Cons of Banning Books in Schools, a large portion of banned books, 40%, are challenged because they contain LGBTQ plus content or explicit violence. Another 30% were challenged because it contained sexual themes. Children who are exposed to violence in books when they are young are more likely to express themselves with violence when they are older, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. Restricting books protects young readers from gaining access to potentially damaging contents. In fact, parents are often the ones raising concerns about books. An argument that many use is that they would rather have a conversation with their children about sensitive or explicit topics rather than their children discovering it in a book where they're on their own to navigate the subject. Mark Hemingway, author of In Defense of Book Banning, writes that, quote, Every responsible parent makes determinations every day about how much they should inform their children about tragic and difficult aspects of life relative to their need-to-know and maturity level, end quote. This is why certain books containing sensitive material should be banned from libraries. There are also books that may be banned because they contain hurtful or racist contents. In 2008, Wasilla, Alaska banned two books from its public libraries. One of, the books in la- one of the books in question was Tintin in the Congo, which has harmful racial stereotypes. Hemingway explains that the, quote, local community has simply decided that public resources are not going to be dis- spent disseminating these books, end quote. This is a fine example of community 
in deciding that a book does not fit the community's standards and should not be carried by local libraries. Another pro to banning books is that the measure can prevent the spread of dangerous ideas. For example, Catcher in the Rye, one of the top 100 banned books since it was published, was found in possession of at least three high-profile assassination cases. According to Rigoli, quote, when John Hickneal Jr. attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan, this book was in his collection at the hotel. Robert John Bardo was carrying the book when he murdered Rebecca Schaefer. Mark David Chapman, the man who shot John Lennon, identified with the narrator to the extent he wanted to change his name to Holden Caulfield. End quote. Libraries that ban these books are banning it from a place of legitimate concern for the safety of their communities. The problem with banning books is that it's a highly subjective topic. Where should the line be drawn on parental restrictions and a banning of a book from a library? Although free speech is a right in America, some folks believe that banning books is a responsibility they have to protect their communities. On the other hand, banning books can be heavily damaging. An argument that many people make is that banning books or restricting access to them is a violation of the First Amendment of the Constitution, aka a violation of free speech. In the Supreme Court case Island Trees Union Free School District versus Pico in 1984, students sued the school because they removed books from the school library. Justice Brennan, a case a judge on the case said that books should not be removed because of, quote, narrowly partisan or political, unquote, reasons, because it would be an, quote, official suppression of ideas. In short, the court ruled that by banning books from the school library, the school is infringing upon the students' First Amendment rights. According to the ALA Office for Intellectual Freedom, Quote, libraries should challenge censorship in the fulfillment of their responsibility to provide information and enlightenment, end quote. By banning books, even from a local school or library, that information is no longer easily accessible to people who might want it. A topic that is often challenged in libraries is reproductive health and human re- reproductive anatomy. This obviously causes problems when people need access to that information through the library and it has been removed. It is the American Library Association's belief that information should not be restricted because it might offend one person, but rather that it should be available for whomever seeks it. The YouTube channel, The Reason We Learn, states that when it comes to potential problems posed by controversial literature, that, quote, the book isn't the problem, the book is neutral, end quote, and claims that it is the way the book is taught and interpreted that is the problem. Banning books creates a one-sided perspective on a subject that influences what people think. If a person is not able to hear all the sides of an argument, then they are not going to be well-informed. Restricting books forces people to one perspective that is comfortable, but not what they might need to read. And although a lot of information can be found on the internet, folks who do not have access to it rely on the library to have what they need. 
However, not having any regulation on information means that anyone can write anything, whether it is correct or not. Misinformation would go unchecked. It would mean that children might gain access to information that is not only not age-appropriate, but potentially dangerous, both mentally and physically. By not having any checks and balances on what information is being provided in libraries, dangerous information might pose real threats to society. Unfortunately, or maybe very fortunately, when it comes to book banning, there is no black and white answer. A moderate amount of censorship has to happen in order to protect communities from harmful influence, but too much regulation and free speech is infringed upon. Who should be able to decide what books are being banned? There's a lot of interpretation of ideas in society which makes it difficult to provide clear-cut answers to that question. One of the best answers to that question is that it is up to personal and parental regulation to regulate what one reads. It is up to the individual to determine what books should be read and what information should be used to inform decisions. This means that less regulation on books is necessary as opposed to banning books. This means that less regulation on books is necessary as opposed to banning books. It is better to have it is better to let more people have contradicting ideas than to have one forced narrative. For example, it should be up to the individual to decide whether or not to read classics such as To Kill a Mockingbird or the Harry Potter series, which are both popular novels and banned book suspects, or the most infamous of all, Where's Waldo? Yes, according to the ALA's list of the most commonly banned books, all of these books have been challenged for various reasons. For one person, they might find something in all these books that make them worthy of being banned. For another person, they are totally harmless. What a person reads should be up to the reader, not about what is banned. When it comes down to it, the debate around banning books will never truly be over. With every new generation and piece of literature published, Ideas will change about what should or should not be banned. Society relies on diversity of literature to express ideas and opinions that the, that the reader may never have experienced before. By banning books, that experience is taken away. However, too much unregulation and inappropriate or dangerous content can find its way into the wrong hands. Ultimately, it is up to advocates on both sides to work together to find a solution that will fit society the best. Thank you.